Welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Tell that podcast he just made my list of things to record tonight. <laughs> Why is our podcast a he? I don't know. I shouldn't have gendered our podcast. <laughs> God. Can we just keep making stupid jokes instead of talking about this song? I mean, that's what talking about this song is going to end up being, so... Mm-hmm. It's a coping mechanism. Hello, my name is Joe. That was Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And this is Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting. This song is a doozy. We will be getting into quite a lot of critique, as we have done many a time in the past. Tell that Mick... He just made my list of things to do today is the opening track on Take This to Your Grave. It's it's up there. I think I think this is essentially what we thought all of Take This to Your Grave was going to be. And then we had some songs that weren't that bad. Yeah. And now we're here. And now we're here. Now we're here. You know, I <laughs> I uh, today just in my casual podcast listening uh-huh. caught. Caught an episode of uh, Adam Conover's Factually. Uh-huh. It's a pretty good show. Uh, talking about how those old violent video games don't actually affect uh, increase of violent actions. And, and these studies have been done on music as well. However, I still find myself really critical of any media that just demonstrates violence against women. Well, I think... So this is a spoiler for an upcoming episode of Palin Around. Um, Ooh. It might not be upcoming by the time this episode comes out. That's true. It, it, who knows? Who, who could say? But at any rate, we're going to talk about that. And I feel like just because there's not a direct scientific correlation between, like, you play violent, shooty games, therefore you're going to be a violent, shooty person. Like, sure, that's not a thing. But I think you could very much say, and, like, the, the argument that I'm kind of making in the podcast upcoming is the fact that, like it still has an impact on the culture and like the way we view things and like the normalization of violence and the normalization of the idea that like it's okay to lash out at people and be a toxically masculine person. And like, just because it, just because like you play COD, that doesn't mean you're going to go shoot up a mall. That doesn't mean that it's not going to like impact how you view the world and like make you a dick, you know? I, there's a lot of reasons to, to criticize those games for what they do represent and why they represent them, even if there isn't, you know, a one-to-one correlation, like a lot of the studies for for people who commit those shootings don't actually engage with video games as much. Or at all, even, some of or, them. Or at all, yeah. And that being said, there's still a conversation about how toxic communities can be and towards minorities uh, and, and women and, like, uh, all, all of those things are still attached to scenes. And, and that happens regardless of necessarily what the the media is presenting. But, like, we're, we're talking about a, a pop punk scene where a guy is very aggressively wishing ill upon an ex. And it's like, sure, violent movies or violent music or violent games don't necessarily have a one-to-one correlation with people being more violent. But there is a, an issue with so much violence against women and minorities being represented in in media yeah well and i feel like hearing a bunch of like shitty 
like in their twenties, white dudes talk about like feeling vindictiful and is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Um, v- vindic- nah, vindictive. Nope. That's the word. Vin Diesel. Sorry, I'm on new medication and it's making me a little weird. But like hearing these people that you look up to and whose content you create or not create consume, hearing them have these kind of attitudes about their partners. And women and shit. Like, yeah, is it going to mean that you're going to hit your girlfriend? Probably not. But is it going to affect, like, how you see women and how you perceive your masculinity and, like, your position in the world? Like, probably. Mm -hmm. Or, like, relate to your own situations if you're listening to this stuff, having, relaying it to your own breakups or things, uh, regardless of how messy it might be. And it is like, yeah, it is a group of mostly white dudes. Pete isn't actually white. But it is uh, a list of very young people just venting kind of aimlessly and then skyrocketing to fame. And we've had this talk a million times about how, you know, they probably do look look back on some of the stuff and, you know, are a little distasteful of it. But it still exists and it's still out there and it still had an effect on various scenes. And well, like, I think it's too, it's important. We've talked about before of like the songs that haven't gone on certain albums. And, like, how there's notes of, like, oh, like, we wish that this song hadn't been on the album. As far mm-hmm. as I know, this isn't one of those songs. I, yeah, I, if I haven't done any real digging, this album isn't in, uh, like, it isn't regularly repressed. It's not really in circulation. Um, I mean, it is digitally, but, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's a legal thing or their feelings on it. They still play a couple of the singles. You know, we, we've talked about them playing Grand Theft Auto and Saturday a ton. I, I don't know if this is in rotation at this point. It's, uh, what, like 15 years old now? We'd have to talk to Pete about how he feels about this retroactively. But even outside of Fall Out Boy's direct impact or influence, these, these scenes are toxic and, and often dominated by, you know, cis dudes. Yeah, and normally it's dominated by cis white dudes, too. Mm-hmm, yes. So that's just a bunch of context for this song um just to dig into it and i think um it's 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 weird to to talk about violence in music when so often that conversation is directed at rap music in a very racist way Mm -hmm. um so it's just kind of a tightrope like there isn't actually a correlation with it um there's a lot of articles about how violence in rap music is a response to violence not uh causing it it is caused by it a lot of Kendrick Lamar's music is about how uh, gang violence has uh, damaged his life. And I don't know. There's just, I haven't necessarily done a lot of research, but, and, and I'm not going to try and speak for a lot of uh, situations, but there's also just a ton of asterisks on talking about mu- music's effect, um, representations of violence. And I mean, we're always going to be critical of violence against women in media. Yeah. Well, and it is also incredibly telling that whenever, that conversation comes up the first place people go is to rap and not to like pop punk even though pop punk is historically far more like blatant about Mm -hmm. what they're talking about and like does not have the context of some of those other folks in reference to like gang violence and like how they grew up and what they were faced with you know what i mean like which isn't to say that like that's okay either necessarily but you know it's it's just there be some racism afoot. 
there's a lot of racism pretty consistently afoot there and it it's uh there's always something people point fingers at and often yeah media doesn't directly correlate but it is you're you are still putting out uh and, and normalizing certain ideas in the way like and, and what media is about often, uh, then you get a lot of pop punk bands that are singing about exes and, and aggressive. And um, I don't, this is, I think it was like today that we're recording this, that this came out, but fucking Angel and Airwaves just put out a video that is like the epitome of all of these problems that we have. Uh, it is essentially, and, and the music video is like pretty directly about it too, uh, where goddamn Tong DeLong, who's got gotta be like, I don't know, 68 now <laughs> Sing, singing about and like and the, the video is like embarrassingly on the nose about how a, a girl and it's like Tommy is is my best friend, but I'm worried he's into me and there's no way that I could be into him. And it's just such a, a pity party about like teenage Tom DeLong, and it's it's just bad. <laughs> and I, I saw a quote tweet from it that was like, this is the kind of thing that, you know, someone would make in their teenage garage band and cringe about when they were an adult, but this is a grown man doing it. I, I, at least like Fall Out Boy has moved away from certain problematic yeah, tropes. That's even true. if, even if we continue to have our criticisms about their music in the future, uh, in their, in their post hiatus stuff, it's like, there's also not this stuff that we're, event that we'll dig into yeah. whenever we start talking about this song um i'm gonna be real with you i didn't know angels and airwaves was still putting out music i uh didn't until today and i wish i still didn't yeah that would it would have been nice to just uh have stayed blissfully ignorant on that one yeah i'm sorry to, i'm sorry to break it to you like this but uh well, I, it's that's what a partnership is you suffer together <laughs> yeah it's oh it's bad don't don't seek it out Oh, but I'm not is, going to, but... Yeah, you, if you see it on your timeline, just just know <laughs> that it's it's bad. Um, and it'll be old news by the time this episode comes out. But uh, it felt poignant that we were then going to talk about this song today. <laughs> but 2003, Fall Out Boy's debut album, Take This to Your Grave, opens with Tell That Mick, He Just Made My List of Things to Do Today, which is, you guessed it, a movie quote. Yeah. I've never even heard of this movie. It's called fucking Rushmore. If you told me there was a movie in 98 called Rushmore, I'd say, of course there was. I mean, but... I believe it, but I've like not, I've never heard anyone be like, oh, have you seen Rushmore? Mm-hmm. This, this title always made me like something about the phrase do. I always wondered if it was a little bit gay, <laughs> like, and it's not. And I, it, 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 if it was, it would be completely disconnected from what the song is actually about. But in learning the context, uh, and in the movie, when that is said, it is a threat. Just continues to 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 paint exactly how uh, aggressive this song is. Yeah, um, music's good though. It if if you don't make out a single word Patrick says, it slaps ridiculously hard. Mm-hmm. Like it bops real hard if you don't uh, listen to the words. Yeah, the guitar is real good. You ever wonder if their success is in some way benefited from Patrick not being super easy to tell what he's saying sometimes? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Like, I still think they would have been popular even if he was a little bit less, like, like if he enunciated more. But... Mm -hmm. I mean, he enunciates more now and they're at their biggest fame ever. So. Yeah. But I do think that, like, 
I think it's easier to look back at stuff with rose-colored glasses when you don't really know how the lyrics actually went. Yeah, and I think, and I think you know, when when I was younger, I I certainly didn't have the the uh, the the context or the the criticisms of media that I do now. Yeah, no, but I mean, how many times have we been doing this podcast where we've been like, oh, I don't know what that's actually said. That's worse. Uh huh. But it's also like it's a it's a double edged sword because. Half the reason we do this show is because people laud Pete's lyricism so much. <sighs> maybe not this song. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe this song. I don't know. I really couldn't say. But just a heads up that this one's a little aggressive. It's a lot aggressive. Probably, probably the most aggressive we've done. Uh, if maybe with the exception of "You'll Shoot Your Eye Out." Yeah, I was gonna say like on a par with that. Yeah, it's definitely cut from the same cloth. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. First one goes a little something like this. Light that smoke, that one for giving up on me, and one just because they'll kill you sooner than my expectations. Jesus. Out the gate! Just uh, to it, my oh. favorite liar, to my favorite scar, to my favorite scar. I to my favorite scar! There it is. Um, From The Lion King. That's my favorite scar. <laughs> that's also my favorite scar. <laughs> um, I could have died with the you. One, actually, no, that's number two. Number one is the one that Kylo Ren gets in The Last Jedi. Oh, see, I haven't really seen good. those films, so... Damn. Yeah. I'm falling in a bit of a Star Wars pit right now. So. I'm very behind on the War of the Stars. Um, That's okay. Not missing much. <laughs> I hope you choke on those words. That kiss. That bottle. Confess. And then there's a little little side audio that goes, So bury me in memory. Uh, now ash yourself. Yeah, out on the insides. Said I loved you, but I lied. I almost wish this song wasn't cohesive because it is very effectively about one thing and every line does mm-hmm. contribute back to the core idea. It's just a bad idea. Yeah, it fucking sucks. And like pulling an ash yourself when you're starting up with a song, like a lyric about cigarettes like that is that's cohesive. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it's just I mean, there's really not. I feel like that's like pretty. It's just like it's the typical pop punk sad Mm -hmm. white boy bullshit of i like i was clearly disgustingly into you to the point that it was kind of creepy all of that i could have died with you and then yeah it's a a little obsessive well but then it does the flip in reverse of well jokes on you i fucking lied about loving you and it's like okay it's it's so telling of of where it's coming from 
um, and not in a way that I have complimented their lyrics in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's bad. It <laughs> it's, is bad. Yeah, the chorus uh, goes, let's play this game called When You Catch Fire, I Wouldn't Piss to Put You Out. Uh, stop burning bridges and drive off of them so I can forget about you. Oof. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. <laughs> B-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-V. That song fucking rules, by the way. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Do you know the story behind that song? No. Uh, Faith No More, great band, super recommend. My, the the keyboardist, uh, who's a gay man and has maybe the best name a gay man could have, Roddy Bottom, uh, <laughs> is he was the keyboardist and he essentially Mike, Mike Patton was the vocalist. Uh, he essentially was like, hey, I'm gonna write in a, in a like an extremely pointed song about sucking dick. And Mike was like, I will play it every live show we do for the rest of our career. Um, and it's a really, really good song. The way they use the, the, the cheerleader vocals for the chorus, it, it rips. Faith No More is really good. Hell yeah. Mid, uh, mid nineties, Mike Patton, maybe like, it's definitely top five vocalists, maybe probably top three. I'm going to have to listen to Faith No More tomorrow. Angel Dust. Good record. Real thing, good record. Mike Patton wrote all those lyrics in like two weeks because <laughs> they finished the record and didn't have a vocalist. Jesus. Uh, and Mike Patton came on. I know a lot about Mike Patton's career in the 90s and nothing after the 90s, <laughs> even though he's more prolific since then. Anyways, I was just dying to talk about something I actually like. <laughs> uh, and then the, the post-chorus. So bury me in memory. His smile's your rope. So wrap it tight around your throat. Christ. Um, so yeah, we're once again... If Patrick didn't have the voice of an angel. I know. I was thinking about this in the car because I was listening to... I was listening to Folly Ado in the car on my way home today. Good good decisions. It was good. I was I was bopping. I was like, damn, I can't wait. There's two songs in particular that I had kind of forgotten about that I was like, oh my god, here are the true fucking Folly Ado bops. I cannot wait mm. to get to these. But anyway, I have a guess in my head of one of them. <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking and I was like, God, what is it with Pete and adultery? It's just every fucking record has mm-hmm. at least one song about fucking adultery. And I just like, just damn. And here, it's, here yeah, it be some, again. <laughs> some of them are like wearing insecurity on their sleeves. Some of them are about like looking at events that have happened, which like fucking sucks of a situation to be in this is not a healthy way of processing it Mm-mm. especially because this is me reading into it with like without the context of like you know like this isn't explicit in the text but just from the vibe of the whole thing it definitely feels like it, it the, the line his smiles your rope doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a confirmed cheating do you know what i mean like, it feels mm-hmm. like one of those, I saw you talking to another boy, you can go fuck yourself kind of things. And not, like, a concrete, like, oh, you're cheating on me. Or even, like, it, or even like it could be, like, a you moved on to someone else, and now you can go fuck yourself kind of thing. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, like... You know, like, the level of anger just feels unjust and petty and bullshitty in that way. Yeah, don't nobody clicked the annotation for this line. There is, like, just straight up an, an image in it that I wish it wasn't, but... Uh, it is, I, I oh, do yeah, kind bad. of agree 
I do kind of agree with what it says in connecting connecting with like making someone else happy is gonna be you know the end of this person's fucking life like it's very visceral with like what it's describing yeah well and it is like it sucks yeah well and it's like oh like you're happy with someone else or he's happy with you like i hope you die christ like i literally hope your happiness kills you like jesus christ there's nothing more to add to that. It's it's just upsetting. It's just yeah, it's just bullshitty. First two. On the drive home, joke about the kid you used to see and his jealousy. Breaking hearts has never looked so cool as when you wrap your car around the tree. Your makeup looks so great next to his teeth. Second verse, worse than the first. Uh, <laughs> on the drive home, joke about the kid you used to see and his jealousy. That's probably about Pete. Uh, breaking hearts has never looked so cool as when you wrap your car around a tree. Your makeup looks so good next to his teeth. And then Pete screams, his teeth! <laughs> Which is like a weird line to put emphasis on. Uh, <laughs> Teeth, 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 teeth. I bet, I bet, I bet Pete would hate that movie. Oh, probably. I mean, I kind of hate that movie. It's, it's, it's a lot. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, it's an idea that I am surprised that it got made. I, like, I do love that it got made, but also, like, actually having to watch that film, I'm like, wow, this is a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a concept where I'm like, oh man, that's a really cool idea I'll never watch. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I, I feel that way about a lot of horror film synopses. So, anyways. The chorus is the same. Yes, and then there's a bridge. Which six. I believe is the post-chorus twice? Yeah, pretty much. It's So bury me in memory. They add the his smile. Yeah, they like they just kind of chop. It's just a whole thing. Um, Alright, we're done. Yeah. All done. Alright, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. <laughs> Um, we put all our, our criticisms up front and blasted through the lyrics. Uh, it does, it does bop though, is the problem. Yeah, musically, very fucking good. Lyrically, mm-hmm. very fucking bad. Yes, which is the dilemma of this record. I think, I think that's the thing that's gonna make you'll shoot your eye out, uh, most negative we will ever be on this show, because it, it's, it, it is an... Like, not to say that this song sounding good is redeeming its its really gross lyricism, but, like... It makes it easier to swallow, at least. Yes, uh, there is something I can say about it that is not exclusively bad. Yeah, like, Yule is just bad. There's nothing good about it. There is not a single remotely impressive part of that song. 
Yeah, no, there's nothing redemptive or, like, that makes it easier to swallow. It is just pure mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, and this song, it's it's very much about one thing, and if you don't know what that thing is, it, like, the performances are solid. Unless you count Pete's lyricism as a performance. Yeah, it's which just... Which I don't. Yeah, it's just... It's a bad yeah. bop. It's, yeah. It is, it is far past questionable. We have all the answers to the questions. And they are bad answers. Yeah, it is a morally bankrupt bop. Yes, there it is. never have to talk about it again that's true oh well i think i know what our pairing is this week <laughs> yep be aggressive by faith no more i in, any other closing closing thoughts or have we have we covered it no i think that i don't got anything else yeah i don't think i do either but i feel like before we talked about this song we had a good conversation about the the context in which some of this stuff exists um, yes, in a in a in a more nuanced way than we usually spend time on. It felt necessary. Yes, on episode forty-two, <laughs> we we dig into it. To be fair, with the exception of Yule, this is the worst it's been. Pro- I think so. Unless there's just a a glaring thing I'm forgetting. I agree with that. I was trying to think if there was any other ones, but I genuinely can't remember. This feels like the worst. Caitlin. Yes, Joe. Where are you on the internet? you kept yelling um you find me on twitter.com at cg and eight r's and from there i have a pin tweet with all my other stuff and you should check it out hell yeah you can find me on twitter at ghost of joe ghost of j oh i make a bunch of other podcasts uh got it memorized is the show i did that used to recap all the kingdom hearts and we have since moved on to the world ends with you uh and we are constantly relaying back how it affects the future of Kingdom Hearts. Um, so it's been fun. It's been a, it's, it's been a, a fun little romp to just do a bunch of uh, dumb voices for <laughs> teenagers. And that show, much like this one, is on the Orange Ghost Podcast Network. You can check uh, that out and all the other shows on the network at theorangegroves.com. You can support the Orange Groves Patreon um, by clicking the donate link in the top right or going to patreon.com slash theorangegroves to get uh, content cut from shows or uh, some other bonus stuff like uh, test pilots when we have them to run or the show where we rank all the Pokemon ever, which is called Champs in the Making, by the way. Yes. And all that money just goes back into hosting marginalized creators and paying for uh, art for new shows and music commissions for shows and uh eventually we'll get some some like stickers and pins for shows going out at some point it's cool it's rad it's dope uh i already mentioned the pairing playlist there's a spotify playlist that'll be linked in the show notes with uh 
uh, a non Fallout Boy song for every Fallout Boy song we do talk about, and this one will be "Be Aggressive" by Faith No More. Thank you, Caitlin, for this great poll. You're um, so welcome. It was entirely intentional. I know it. You've I, never done anything on accident. I am a savant, so. Mm-hmm. It's true, but yeah, I think I think that's all the stuff. Oh, we have a Twitter. We didn't. We usually find a cheeky way to plug the Twitter, but there there, there were no jokes this episode. But you can find our Twitter at SWGD pod where we make very uh, occasional shit posts and occasionally tweet about episodes when they come out usually they're one and the same if we're being honest yeah yeah there's a lot of this it's a venn diagram for sure but yeah i think that's it yeah we did it boys and caitlin yeah it's joe is this more than you bargained for yet oh absolutely no fucking Uh, question no question We will see you next Wednesday, and it can only go up from here, dear listener. Really? We could pull anything, and it'd probably be better. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Welcome to 294 Note Streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every mm, two weeks? We rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not! (laughs) Is Thunder Kiss 65 the best white zombie song? Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Probably. Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? <laughs> Find out by listening to 294 <laughs> Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music. <laughs>